Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos. I'm Tracy Canella, and I'm here to help you learn all about chaos, how it can show up in your life, and how you can learn to manage it. You may be wondering who I am and what I know about chaos. Well, I'm a licensed mental health counselor with over 16 years of experience counseling people who struggle with some really difficult situations. And I've had even more experience successfully managing my own chaotic life. So the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you what you should and shouldn't do to calm the chaos in your life. Rather, this podcast will offer you a new way of looking at and managing chaos through my own personal stories. I'll also offer you some tips, tools, and techniques I've learned from my education, training, and experience as a counselor, and as someone who has learned how to move through chaos and toward a peaceful, more enjoyable life. As you listen to this podcast, just know that although I am a licensed mental health counselor, this podcast is not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. If you're really struggling with something and you don't have a counselor, I strongly recommend that you find a licensed counselor in your area. You can do this by calling your local crisis line or by going to www.psychologytoday.com and doing a search for counselors in your area. That being said, now let the chaos begin. This episode of Calming the Chaos is called Mind Traffic because, well, when I think of chaos, I often think of traffic. You know, on the road type of traffic where there are a lot of cars and they're either going fast or slow and sometimes they're making it difficult for me to get where I'm going. Traffic in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State, where I live, is particularly difficult. In fact, according to Forbes magazine, Seattle, Washington is ranked number six of the top 10 worst cities in the U.S. for traffic tie-ups. Can you believe this? On average, people in the Pacific Northwest spend 138 hours per year stuck in traffic. And this costs each motorist an estimated $1,932 per year. Like, really? What's that all about? Wow. And not only do all of us have to deal with traffic on our roads, we also have to deal with traffic in our minds, or what I call mind traffic. All of our thoughts going at various speeds, some of them are really difficult to handle. And then we, as adults who drive, are faced with how to behave when mind traffic shows up. So this episode of Calming the Chaos will be focused on how to best deal with traffic, both in our vehicles and in our minds. And I'll also attempt to provide you with some tools and techniques to manage both, plus an interesting story about traffic. So first... Let's start with traffic in vehicles. One, the pace can be random. Traffic can be slow or fast. And so speed limits are set into place to provide us a safe place to drive when people are operating motor vehicles. Logically thinking, a good pace is necessary for people to feel safe driving on the road. I've actually been accused of being a grandma driver. So yes, slower than the average driver. 
But in other times, when I leave my house late, I travel fast, way too fast. So my pace can vary. Two, time. It's kind of a science to figure out how much time it will take to get where you want to go. You have to factor in what the traffic might be, and then you have to leave at a certain time. Time is such a huge issue for me, and I'll talk more about this later. Three, difficulty. How difficult will this trip be? Will it be a short trip or a long trip? Or on a road that has serious congestion problems or maybe has a tendency toward accidents or maybe some road construction? Sometimes it depends on the time of day and where you're going. And four, behavior. How do you act on the road when someone disobeys traffic rules? Do you give them a dirty look or something worse? Or do you stalk them in a road rage? Also, how do you act when someone puts your safety in danger? Like when they just kind of zip around your car and cut in front of you. Do you freeze or maybe just avoid freeways altogether? Also, how do you act when someone doesn't allow you room? You know, just rides your tail, speeds around you. How do you act? How are you driving? How are you managing the traffic in your vehicle? It takes skills to manage traffic on the road. Much like maneuvering a car on the road requires skills, maneuvering the thoughts in your mind also requires skills. Let me give you the same examples that I just gave you above for traffic on the road and just applying it to traffic in your mind. One, pace. My mind can either be traveling so fast I can't keep up with it, And at other times, it's traveling so slow, I don't know what to do or what my next move is. Maybe I could use a speed limit, or maybe I could accept the pace at which my mind is traveling and just go with the flow, or maybe I need a little bit of caffeine. Two, time. I'm always wondering about time. How much time will it take for me to get here and there? How much time do I have? Do I have time to relax? Will I need to leave now? Can I ever get caught up? Will I ever have time to get everything done on my list? Thinking about time is so hard for me. When you're planning things in your mind for the future, it can be very cumbersome and create a lot of chaos. It can also become what I call future tripping, when you imagine a disaster happening because you won't be on time or because you won't have time to do the things that you need to do. Three, difficulty. How difficult will this day be? I think about this every time I wake up in the morning. Before I put my feet on the ground, I think about the labyrinth. It's going to be a different labyrinth every day. It's going to be sometimes easy. It's going to be sometimes hard. And this causes a lot of mind traffic for me. The idea that things will turn out badly can sometimes result in things turning out badly. This is called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep, I imagined it would be bad. And guess what? It was. So I try and get my mind straight before I even put my feet on the floor and enter the labyrinth of the day. And four, behaviors. This is where I really struggle. How do I act when someone disobeys traffic rules? 
They're speeding. Someone should give them a ticket, I think. And then I feel a little bit angry. Sometimes I feel justified when I see that a cop car is pulling that person over. How do I act when someone puts my safety in danger? Cuts me off, cuts around me, flashes their lights at me, gives me a dirty look from window to window. I think, what just happened? I could have gotten killed. How do I act when someone doesn't allow me room or cuts me off and speeds around me? Sometimes I think, you are a sorry excuse for a human. So that's a little aggressive. And then sometimes I think, oh, well, your time is obviously more important than mine, which is kind of a passive aggressive way to think. So possible behaviors are to race them or rage at them, get their license plate number and report them, or dare I say, let it go and move on down the road. Go with the flow. So this is a story from my life that involves pace, time, difficulty, and behavior. The story was when I was born. Yes, when I came into this world, at birth. This is where I think I became aware of traffic. Why? Because it took me 52 hours to be born. Yes, my 17-year-old mom was in labor for 52 hours. That is two days and four hours before I was finally born through a C-section. But the traffic happened while my little unborn self was trying to get born for 52 hours. There was traffic, roadblocks, the pace was slow, the time was uncertain, and it was difficult because my mom was in such pain. To be honest, I don't know if I was in pain, but I do know that I've had a lot of emotional issues throughout my life related to time, timing, things taking too long, and life being painful. Could this be related to how I came into the world? I'm not sure. But what I do know is that despite my struggles, I've done pretty well in my life. And it's taken time. Here are some funny examples. I can look back on them and laugh now. But back when I was going through them, oh my gosh. All right, first, it took me 52 hours to be born. From there, it took me 20 years to get my four-year degree. It took me 42 years to get a Master of Arts degree in counseling psychology. It took me 44 years to start a private counseling practice. It took me 10 years to get a podcast going. It took me four years to get my first two peer-reviewed journal articles published. It took me two years to release my first CD on mindfulness. And it took me my entire lifetime, 54 years to continue learning how to be me in this world. I just love telling this story about how long it took me to be where I am, even though I have time issues and they frustrate me to no end. Because I know that a lot of our young people are so afraid of making the wrong choices, taking too much time and not succeeding in life. When they hear about someone like me who didn't have a straight path, and they can come to accept the fact that although it might take longer, great things are possible in time. Not to say that I'm a great thing or anything. But I do believe that if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be able to honestly say that I've put more good into this world than bad. So with all that being said, here are some skills that can help you cope with any mind traffic you might have. 
just like you cope with traffic on the road. The first one has to do with pace. Just notice. Notice when you're going too slow or too fast. When you notice, you can make changes like you would in traffic. When you're driving, you just automatically turn the steering wheel this way or that way, make these small adjustments on the road. You're also putting some speed limits on your mind when it goes too fast. Accept that sometimes things will take more time for your mind, and sometimes things don't. Noticing, speed limits, making changes, adjusting. Just be gentle with yourself. Of course, I'm not telling you what to do or anything, but these things have helped me along with my time management issues. And speaking of time, I've found that when I'm really wound up, physically slowing down my body has helped. I slow the way I move. I actually move my body slower. I actually speak slower. I actually move my eyes slower. I move slowly and deliberately. And I hope that my mind will follow. One time I actually did an experiment to see if this worked. And when I slowed down my body, slowed down my speech, slowed down where I put my eyes, lo and behold, my mind slowed down. So slow yourself down and allow yourself some time to consider whether you'd like to try this. And now comes the part about difficulty. The idea that things will turn out badly can sometimes result in things turning out badly. This is called the self-fulfilling prophecy, where you actually program yourself to have a difficult time. Simply accepting that everything will happen in perfect timing is a wonderful practice here. Perhaps refusing the idea that things will turn out badly will be helpful to you. I know it has been for me. In fact, I think somebody talked about this in a book. I'm not sure who the author is, but they program themselves to always have a parking spot. No matter where they went, they would always have a parking spot. I've been trying to do that, and it has actually worked. You can tell yourself, things will be wonderful, or it'll all work out okay. Kind of like doing affirmations, but more like treating yourself differently through difficult times, just sort of like a friend would. It'll all be okay. You'll get a parking spot. If you're late, people will understand. It won't be difficult. Telling yourself things will be difficult will make them difficult. Why? Because you're making them difficult for yourself. Get it? All right. Now, how do we behave? Well, noticing when you have emotions and urges to act out aggressively can happen on the road, in our relationships, and in ourselves. So when you notice urges to act out aggressively, give a dirty look, shake your head, point a finger, do whatever, I would just encourage you to obey the rules of the road in your mind. When it comes to angry emotions, here are the rules. Don't hurt yourself, don't hurt others, don't damage property, and don't get arrested. But you can feel free to release the emotions in other ways that are helpful. Sort of like you can yell into a pillow or cry into a stuffed animal. You can journal your thoughts. You can hold ice in your hands. 
You can smell some essential oils or snuggle under a weighted blanket. You could distract yourself with an audiobook or a meditation or even this podcast. All of these things can help you to effectively manage the traffic of your life. So behaving differently, using, actually implementing skills to manage the emotions that come up in your life. In closing, for the holiday season, I've decided to make my audio track, Mind Traffic, which is on my CD on this day, free. Just visit my website at www.lokahicounseling.com and Mind Traffic will be yours for free. It'll only be up there for 30 days, but it's a great meditation to help you manage the traffic in your mind. So make sure and check it out. My website is www.lokahicounseling.com. In fact, the whole entire CD on this day is a wonderful way to learn mindfulness skills. It's available on Apple Music and Amazon in digital and CD form. I'm also going to share with you on my Facebook page a link to my YouTube video about how my path took so long in life so that you can see me talk about how long it took me to get where I am and how I am completely satisfied. So please, believe in yourself and do great things in your own timing. Be well, my friends, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. On Apple Podcasts and on YouTube, you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, which would really be helpful to me because I value your support and your feedback. If you have any trouble finding the podcast, just go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com. That is L-O-K-A-H-I-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G.com. And go to the podcast tab and click on the link to the podcast, Calming the Chaos. Also, on my website, there's a link to a CD I created called On This Day. This CD teaches you nine processes you can use throughout the day to quiet your mind. And all of them are less than 10 minutes long. So check it out! Finally, you can visit my open Facebook group called Calming the Chaos for the latest updates on my podcast and for more resources and insights. I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.